Baby demon, tell me a scary story. Uh, I don't really have any scary stories to tell. But it's spoop season. You have to have something. Well, I don't. Why don't you tell a scary story? Fine. I'll tell a scary story, and it's gonna be real scary too. Okay. This happened nine years ago. I was living at home at the time and hanging out with a friend in my basement. My house at the time was out in the woods, and my basement opened up to a back patio that looked out to the forest. At night, it could get pretty dark back there, and we had glass French doors that opened up to the patio. Because we lived where no one could see us, we didn't have blinds or curtains over the doors. On this night, my friend hangs for a bit then heads out to leave. The way the basement was situated was that the back of the couch faced the doors. So, my friend leaves, I lock the door, and sit back down on the couch. A few minutes go by, and from behind me, the loudest bang bursts from the glass door from behind me. The glass didn't break, and it didn't sound like anything hitting glass, but almost like a force slamming into the foundation surrounding the door. The force was so strong that the walls seemed to vibrate, and my dog started barking from upstairs. Of course, when the bang happened, I spun around, prepared to see my friend teasing me. But the porch lights were on, and no one was there. No one or nothing could have been fast enough to hit the door as hard as they did and then disappear from sight. All I knew was I could see nothing, but could feel something there. I felt like something was watching me. Fear came over me, and I felt like I was in danger. As soon as I saw the doors were locked, I ran back around the couch and darted up the stairs. Once I was in my room, I called my friend who had just left to yell at him for trying to freak me out, but he assured me he was minutes away. When I told him what happened, he swore he thought he saw something behind one of the cars parked in the driveway as he was leaving. He said it seemed like a person or animal adjusting its steps to go around the car as he was passing to avoid being seen. He said he felt so scared, he rushed into his car and left. Then, a few nights later, the same friend and I were hanging out. We left my house to go to another friend's, but as soon as we were driving down the small mountain I lived on, it seemed like a deer had run into the back of his car. He drove a small sports car, so we felt the impact on the back passenger side where I sat. We immediately hit the brakes, pulled over, and searched, but there was nothing. Just an empty, dark, winding road in the forest. There weren't sounds of a deer running away in the woods. Nothing. Just silence. That same feeling of fear came over us, and we both jumped in the car and left. We would go on to tell our friends these stories, and every single one of them grew white in the face. They had all experienced strange occurrences at my house. They all explained the overwhelming feeling of fear and being watched. Some even had nightmares about something terrifying there in the woods. My friends and I could never figure out what it was, real or not. To this day, my friends and I cannot explain what it is that seemed to haunt me and the property, but we settled on one name for this being. The Beast.
Ooh. Pretty creepy, huh? I think you and I need to stop hanging out. This actually explains a lot. Spoop season's all about being scared. Eating candy and snicky snacks and chilling with ghouls and goblins. Okay, well, I don't know about all that, but I can probably summon something for you. But we have to be real careful. Yes, yes, yes! That's what I'm talking about! That's the spoop season spirit! Okay, okay. Let's see, what do I have in here? Hmm, speak with the dead could work. If I wanted to speak with some boring old guy, I'd call Jeff. Find something exciting! Alright, fine, fine. Okay, I think I've got it. Help me clear a spot on the floor. Whatever you do, don't break the circle. Oh, and bring me some candles! On Hollow's Eve, when the veil is thin, carry out our simple whim. Open the gates, unlock the door. I summon something spoopy to my floor. I am Zorgon, collector of horrors and frightened souls. What purpose dares you to summon me here? Dope. Hi, Zorgon, demon, sir, um... My friend and I were wondering if you could tell us some spoopy stories. You summoned me all the way from the underworld to tell you spoopy stories. Yeah, spoopy stories. All right then. I can tell you some stories, but in return, I want your souls. Well, I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, whatever, whatever. Spoopy stories, come on, spoopy stories. You don't want to talk terms or anything? Spoopy stories. Papa, I really think we should... Spoopy stories, spoopy stories. Most people usually... Spoopy stories, spoopy stories. Okay, okay, I've got one for you. This one's from a bunch of squirrels. You may or may not find this scary, but it's all true. Several years ago, my significant other called me at work to say she had a mini freakout at home. She was in the kitchen with our cat Bowie, and she said that she turned around, and it wasn't Bowie. She said she was never able to explain what exactly she saw, except that it was a big, dark shape, and it wasn't Bowie. A little while after that, I was opening the door of our bedroom to enter, when Bowie darted in ahead of me. Normally, we didn't let the cat into the bedroom, but he would sneak in there when he could. And when he did, it was a pain in the ass getting him back out of there because he would hide under the bed and the only way to get him out was to squirt him with water. So I made a mental note that I had to go get the squirt bottle, did whatever I had to do in the bedroom and then left, shutting the door behind me. But when I came back out to the front room, there was Bowie curled up on the couch with his eyes closed, looking like he hadn't moved for hours. Then at some point after that, I had a dream where I woke up and there was a mysterious gray-faced figure standing at the foot of our bed, watching us, expressionless. My significant other was awake in the dream too, and turned to me and said, Don't worry, that's just, she said someone's name, but I don't remember it. He watches me when I sleep. Then she went back to sleep, and I felt comfortable enough with that explanation to go back to sleep as well. Then shortly after that, I woke up for real in a cold sweat, my heart beating out of my chest and feeling more afraid and on edge than I'd ever felt before in my life. And there at the foot of the bed was Bowie, eyes wide in the dark, staring at me. <sighs> what? Not scary enough for you? 
Okay, hold on. How about this one? This one is from Alicia D. Back when I was still living in Guam, there was a year where we were getting so many blackouts all across the city. Our house only had the air conditioners that were built into the wall, so if the power was out, you were pretty much shit out of luck. Guam, being an island, was super humid, especially at night. Our land was gated with a dirt road surrounded by trees that led to the main road. The power had gone out yet again, so we were forced to sit outside on our patio so that we weren't dying of heat stroke in the house. We were out there for an hour or so when our guard dogs started barking uncontrollably. There wasn't anyone or any car approaching, so we thought that it may have been a wild animal that they could hear. I started seeing this small spot of white that illuminated a dark corner of the road, faintly blinking and then faded out. I was the only one who had noticed it, and being six years old, I thought nothing of it. The white light came on again, but this time it seemed like it was floating closer to me and starting to become bigger and bigger. Being curious, I walked over to the corner where the dirt road began. I started to see that it wasn't a light, but a lady in all white who seemed to be floating. I watched as she came closer and closer. I still remember her vividly. Her white dress torn at the ends, long brown, disheveled hair, and dark, dead eyes. She had stopped right in front of me and turned to face me. She reached out her hand, smiling creepily at me, and said, Come with me, come with me. Then she disappeared. I remember running back to my house to tell my aunt what I had just seen. She stated that the Lady in White has been seen in other cities in Guam and has been known to take children to make up for the ones that she lost. To this day, I question what would have happened if I did go with her. Spooky, huh? I used to love dressing up as a Lady in White. Gets them every time. I mean, it was alright. Alright? I can't believe I've been wandering the plains of hell for a whole millennium to be summoned by a pair of assholes. Look here, Z. I'm not gonna give you my soul for just any old story. Now tell me more spoopy stories! Hmm, yeah, I agree. That one was more creepy, not really scary. First, it's not Z, it's Zorgon. K, and fine. You're looking for a real zinger, I get it. Listen, I've seen some shit, Z. It's gonna take more to impress me. Yeah, I bet. Okay, okay. Let's see, I picked this one up a few hundred years ago from a buddy of mine. He had a CD Walkman. Yeah, don't care. Papa, don't pester him. This one is from Musical Fool 2468 on Reddit. I was home on winter break from college, and my mother asked if I would walk to pick up my younger sister from her friend's house. I agreed, as I figured it would be a nice way to spend time with her, and I'd get to surprise her with being home already. The friend doesn't live terribly far away, at most maybe two miles. The final stretch to reach this girl's house was going uphill and then taking a left, walking a block and a half straight. Boom, you're there, easy as pie. I'm nearly halfway up that hill when the music and the headphones I'm wearing is suddenly interrupted and I hear my name get whispered through them. My music had come to a bit of a stutter stop. It wasn't exactly playing, but a note here or there was slipping through. But clear as day, I heard my name whispered three times. I freaked out. I put one hand to the CD player and one to my headphones as I started looking around me. I looked to the street on my right as this little red four-door vehicle starts driving past me. I look at the car and am greeted with the image of an old man. His white hair is scarce in disarray. Both of his hands pressed against the window with force in his mouth and a snarl. 
We kept eye contact as I remained frozen in place on the hill. The car turned past me and turned left where I was meant to go in a few minutes. As soon as it was out of sight, my CD player immediately went back to playing music as normal. I waited for several minutes as the car disappeared down the road before breaking into a run. I asked the friend's parents if I could sit down in their house for a few minutes before we left. Over the years, I've tried coming up with an explanation to all of this, but have been unsuccessful, especially since I had to prove to everyone that the CD player I was using didn't receive radio signals. It was just a portable CD player, and nothing else. I hope to never see whatever the heck that was again. Okay, ladies, that's three stories. Hand over your souls! Hey, if you want our souls, we need more spoopy stories. I'll decide, me, only me. Are you fucking kidding me? I've got places to be and souls to snatch, princess. Hand it over. Time's a-wasting. Fuck you. Zorgon, sir, how about three more real spooky ones? And maybe she'll budge. I've got a couple of spooks I've collected over the years. But I'll only share them with you. If I have a guaranteed, I'll get that soul of yours. Yeah, yeah, whatever. We already made the deal. Now just give me a minute here. Okay, I'm gonna get possessed and you'll hear their voice and it's gonna be very complicated stuff, actually. Bro, you're a real snooze fest, my guy. Papa, he's a demon. Go ahead with your possession, Mr. Zorgon. <sighs> this first one's from Caitlin H. She was very sweet. Hello, Papa Trash and Baby Demon. I am sharing a scary story of when I first started dating my now husband. Um, his family goes to Hatteras, North Carolina every year, which isn't very far from Roanoke. Um, and the very first night I stayed there, something happened. And I'd never been this far down in North Carolina before. And um, I went to sleep fine, woke up 4 a.m., sweating, freaking out from one of the most terrifying dreams. In the dream, this demon witch, something of the sort, was consistently popping up in places, coming after me, trying to kill me. She had very pale, ghostly-looking skin. She had a, a upside-down cross, black, etched on her forehead, black, sunken-in eyes, and um, a long, flowy white dress. But she just kept appearing and consistently trying to kill me. I think in the dream, she might have also had other people that she... <laughs> was working with as well. Um, woke up at 4 a.m. It was fine. Couldn't go back to sleep from, you know, just being excited to be at a vacation, period. Um, but our family friends, they had a son who brought his girlfriend, and it was her first time being that far down in North Carolina as well. And we were eating breakfast, and I was like, yeah, I've been up since 4. I had the craziest dream. I explained my dream and this family friend's girlfriend, Megan, looked at me and said, 
I had a dream about ghosts trying to kill me too. And I'm not a super like, oh, ghosts are real all over the place, but that kind of freaked me out because it was both our first time being down there and we both had dreams about ghosts trying to kill us, attack us, something else, and it was just so close to where that lost city of Roanoke is in North Carolina. Thank you for letting me share my story. My mother used to live near Roanoke. Fucking shithole. Okay, man. We're getting closer, man. I can feel my soul just desperate to get out, but not yet. Alright, okay. That's what I like to hear. I got this one from Mac Jagger. She was W-I-L-D wild, if you know what I mean. Okay, so I'm recording this late at night as I'm listening to creepy podcasts because I'm a dumb bitch. But um, honestly, as scary as the story that I'm about to tell you is going to sound, it didn't feel scary in the moment. It felt really sad, but it didn't feel scary. So I'm Mac Jagger of Mac Jagger Tarot. Um, I'm good friends with the girls and I work with them a lot on... um, energetic stuff and so you know I've always been someone who understands that the veils are thin and the veils are much thinner um you know today's the entrance of Scorpio season and um Halloween backslash Samhain in the day of the dead is a time when the veils are very very thin between the realms and if you're sort of more energetically or spiritually inclined you might be more likely to experience stuff um during this time so the time that I have the most visceral experience, like I have experiences all the time with spirits and things like that, but they're like my spirits. I know them. I know their tendencies. They're, it's not this. What I experienced on this, on this, what I'm about to tell you is, is something different. It was not a spirit that I was familiar with. Um, I was in college. I was underage drinking at a party, a Halloween party with a friend and we decided, we were walking home, we decided to go um, a back route, basically through the campus rather than take the main roads because we didn't want to get stopped by the police because we were drunk. So, but we weren't like drunk, like we were not, like I, we weren't really impaired. We were just underage. So, you know, we were just tipsy. And we're walking through campus and there's this really tall building, went to Indiana University and there's this building, I think it was like, I don't know, like under 20 stories, but it was very tall. It's the tallest building on campus. And there's a legacy of people completing suicide from jumping from it. Um, a friend of mine's mother was actually, um, like had someone like jump right in front of her, like fall at her feet once. Um, so they, they ended up closing off access to the roof, like years and years ago, like in the seventies, like after that happened. So there hadn't been any deaths in a really long time, but several people had died that way. And, you know, I had so many classes in that building. I was very familiar with that building. And we were walking up towards it in the middle of the night, you know, on campus. We hadn't encountered anybody this whole time. And we're walking up and, you know, we're getting closer and closer to the building. And there was this, you know, some benches in front of it. And we saw a girl with long, dark hair sitting with her back to us on one of the benches. And we were kind of commenting to ourselves. We were far enough away that we could, like, whisper and not be heard by her. And we were like, okay, you know, that's strange that there's this person alone late at night, like, you know, we should we should probably approach her and see if she needs help like see if she wants us to walk her somewhere so you know we call out to her like hey like 
you know, do you need help? Is there anything we can do? Do you want to walk with us? And she doesn't respond. And so we get a little closer and we say something again and she still doesn't respond. And my friend was like a little bit drunk and she goes, hey, bitch, we're fucking talking to you. And this whatever it was turned around and looked at us and it was long. I mean, she kind of looked like like honestly kind of looked like the creature from the ring, like pale, pale white skin, glowing, long, dark hair. And just looked at us and it was only probably 10 seconds, maybe even less that we were like staring at each other. But I just became overwhelmed with this awful feeling of sadness. I wasn't scared at all. I was just really, really sad, like sad on a level I've never felt before, like just despair. And it like froze me in my tracks and I could feel my friend also like having this experience. We were both experiencing this together. And then the energy, whatever it was, it was moving too fast to be a human, but it like darted around the side of the building where this like little like patio area like was like covered outdoor area a joint like like a porch and it like ran over to the side of the porch and just disappeared and we were both just like speechless essentially and we walked home probably like half a mile um you know without saying a word and then we got to our house we both just started crying and we both cried for like a half hour like we didn't even say anything we both just knew we just like we just like wept And then we went to bed and the next morning we got up and we were like, that was when we could finally talk about it because like we really couldn't talk about it until then. We were just like, that was just so weird. And we both agreed that it was just like the saddest feeling I've ever felt. And that's probably the most visceral experience I've ever had with a spirit that, like I said, wasn't connected to me energetically. And it wasn't scary. It was just, it was just really, really sad. And it just makes me really sad. So Anyway, if you need help, if you're feeling that depth of sadness, you should talk to somebody. Um, but yeah, just uh, some sad stuff. I'm just kidding. Give me your soul now. Okay, that one gave me the heebie-jeebies. But I'm thinking one more and I'll be all loosey-goosey for you. Fair enough. Final one. And I'm serious. Hey guys, it's Belle here from Sis Stop, and I wanted to share a spooky story. This happened when my grandpa was put in a nursing home. He suffers from dementia, but for the most part, can still hold an intelligent conversation. That's what makes this story so frustrating for me but it's hard to try and sort through what actually happened and what I perceive based on what I was told. You see, my grandpa did not want to be put in a home and my relatives all agreed that he was too hard to handle. So I put his stories down to an excuse to try and get out. Still, I did my best to keep a clear head while I prepared to investigate the nursing home after grandpa told me that someone was hiding under his bed. Every time I visited him, I saw that he had an elaborate ritual for getting out of bed using a chair to crawl on and jump away, essentially skipping the part where his feet would be situated at the side of the bed. He said that there was a crazy man waiting, laughing, teasing him through the night. I told grandpa that he listened to too many ghost stories. I wanted to alleviate all his fears, but truth be told, I was trying to calm myself down. Even though I'm a ghost story enthusiast, the idea of a crazy ghost haunting my grandpa gives me the creeps. One night, I decided to stay a little later to see what I could capture. We were sitting at a table near his bed when I asked grandpa if I could check the bed out. 
For some reason, he freaked out and left the room, telling me he did not want to be present for whatever happened. I was annoyed, but at the same time, also happy to get a chance to check it out without him getting in the way. As soon as he was out of the room, a chill came over me. I chalked it up to nerves. I went over to the bed and flipped the switch of the EVP recorder I borrowed, noticing that the chill was worse. The closer and closer I got to the bed. You know that electric charge you get when you're scared? Ramp that up to 1000% and you'll get the idea about how I felt. I jumped when I saw the sheets billow about. They were touching the floor at first and I thought the air conditioner was moving the sheets or maybe a draft, but the icy air near the bed seemed to be contained in a certain area. I slowly got down on my knees and felt an even colder blast of air on my face just as a hissing noise came from nowhere. I screamed and quickly crawled away and then looked back under the bed. I was pissed that I didn't have a flashlight because it seemed like something was underneath his bed. I wondered if it was a rat and in a temper I threw one of grandpa's towels under the bed. What freaked me out was that the sheets were dragged in a little further. Just then grandpa and the nurse came back in so I looked a little foolish. I got up but right away the hissing noise came back louder this time. Grandpa yelled, that's it! He's back! I told you! But the nurse told him he was imagining it. She went over and yanked the sheets back. Nothing was there. What was even more annoying was that I didn't capture anything, but I really felt like Grandpa was telling the truth. Finally, allowed, he got to move to a different room where he felt safer. The thing was, we never found out what exactly was under the bed. It seemed silly to think it might follow him to his new room, but if I'm honest, it does concern me a bit. Well, now I'm scared of my bed. My mattress is already on the floor, so it's no big. Alright, that's it now. Hand over those souls. We had an agreement. Here's the thing. Joke's on you, man. I don't have a soul. Gave that thing away a long time ago. What? Well then, fine. Fuck it. Give me yours then, witch. What? I never agreed to anything. I don't even like scary stories. Don't worry about it. I got this. Hand over some souls or you two are gonna have some big problems. Hey, looky here, Mr. Demon Face. We didn't sign any paperwork or hit any I agree to the terms and conditions button. We had a verbal agreement. Baby, again, thank you, but I got this. Hey, Z, look here. See this? Ooh, a sword. You're really gonna fight me with that? <laughs> nah. This. Fingers crossed, bitch. Doesn't count. You, you had your fingers crossed this entire time. Yup the entire time. Hey, uh, baby, I think it's time to get this guy out of here. Alright, stand back. Be gone, Be gone foul, foul beast. You're, You're allowed, allowed here no, no more. more. The eve, eve is, is through. through. I, I banish, banish you. you. Fuck you. Well, that was fun. Let's go eat some candy. Papa, we can't just make deals with demons. That could have been seriously bad. That probably won't be the last we see of Zorgon. Dude, it's cool. Don't be such a bore. We're fine. It's gonna be fine. Everything's fine. Happy Halloween! It's Halloween. Nothing can go wrong. Let's go eat some candy. <laughs>